The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Man, what a day! What a day already here on Rocky Top, live from the Low T Center Studio. Jason Swain, Ben McKee. We are fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Our telephone number is 865-255-03. That is the number to the Irish Network's hotline. You can download the free Swain Event app for Android Apple devices. You can stream us online at SwainEvent.com. You can view the show. See Ben rocking his fresh army Pullover, sweatshirt, you can do that by tapping in on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. What a day for Tennessee recruiting, Tennessee football, as Tennessee will be welcoming 20 new pieces to the puzzle. A strong finish for Tennessee. Very strong finish for Tennessee. According to Tennessee, according to people in the recruiting office, the excitement, the positivity, that's what you pay attention to. And those guys are fired up. Nice clothes, Ben. We were talking about the defensive line. Got to get some help there. But there's one coach on this staff. You don't really have to worry about if they're going to get players, if he's going to attract players, if he's going to develop players, if his group is going to play at a high level. That's Rodney Garner, man. Simple as that. It is as simple as that. Rodney Garner is the absolute man. He is the OG and quite the recruiter, and boy, did it pay off yesterday. Tyree West, which it happened during the show. Yesterday, but Tyree West, top 100 player, top 100 defensive lineman, now of all, picking Tennessee over Florida State, and seemed like uh, Josh Heupel was was confident that maybe he can help from day one. Called him an elite pass rusher on the inside. He said, whatever Rodney said. Yeah, well, whatever Rodney thinks, that's all I need to know. Hey, Rodney. Rod- Rodney liked him, so I liked him. Exactly. Whatever whatever Rodney said, that's what I say. I, I'm on the offensive side of the football, doing my thing. But, uh, man, nice nice, nice close by, by Tennessee. Um, not because of where Tennessee is as far as the rankings. Um, that, that's all over the place. You could see that with different, different sites. But just addressing needs. Addressing needs and addressing those needs with players that they have they have profiles of what they want to see in a particular position. Does this player fit the profile? We want a guy that can bend. We want a guy that, that, that brings speed off the edge. We want a guy that's coachable. We want a guy that um, is at a certain height. There's profiles that this coaching staff will set to make sure that they're out there getting the players that, that fit it. And I, I, I think they, they got that in a lot of positions. 
if you are someone that pays attention to the rankings, you should be you should be very pleased. Because Tennessee finished stronger. It was one of the teams in the entire country that, that finished stronger than uh, at the end of the day than they did at the beginning of the day. Moved up a couple spots, passed up some passed up some other SEC programs. And that's the that's where you want to be. You want to be in that top third. And uh, Tennessee was there. Yes, and you, you asked me yesterday to start the show kind of where I thought Tennessee was uh, entering the day. Were they where I expected? Had they exceeded my expectations? Were they behind my expectations? And my answer was, right now, they're, they're right at where I thought that they would be. And that's just entering the day. And they have a chance to go out and, and add more, not only today, but add more before February with high school guys, with transfers. I know the transfers don't account in in the team rankings, but uh, just even high school prospects alone, like they were at what I expected, which was that 20 to 25 range entering the day with a chance to add players. And, and I'm sure they'll add players that we aren't even aware of right now. They'll add those players by February. So, uh, just a, a remarkable job this recruiting cycle by the staff. Um, they, <laughs> I can't believe where they are right now. I mean, you look on Rivals and they have the number 11 overall class in the country. And they had the number 10 overall class in the country until Juco corner Zay Frazier committed to Kentucky. So it was Tennessee 10, Kentucky 11. And then Juco corner Zay Frazier, who, by the way, Tennessee decided to pass on. So we'll see what we'll see <laughs> uh, who who made the right decision there. Uh, but he is considered the top Juco corner in the country. He picks Kentucky. So Kentucky moves ahead of Tennessee in the rankings there. But but still, I don't care if Kentucky's 10, Tennessee's 11 for Tennessee to be 11 after the offseason that it had is absolutely incredible and it's it's year one as well so so that also has to be taken into consideration when you look at the the expectations and and where Tennessee currently sits but to go from you know low teens to to those high 20s at the beginning of the day and and finish 11 and again it's just the early signing period there there's a chance that they go out and add other guys that vault them into the top 10 and obviously other teams can add guys as well so we'll we'll see what teams do around Tennessee but it it sure is looking good for Tennessee right now and at the beginning of the week it it looked like Tennessee wasn't going to close that strong you had some some players choose to go elsewhere you had a Juco DB choose to go to Auburn you had uh, a Juco defensive lineman kind of decide that he wasn't going to come to Tennessee so it it was looking like it wasn't going to be a very strong close, and then bam, you had a four star running back Ooh. that has elite and elite combination of size and speed. You you go out and you add a top one hundred defensive lineman from deep south of Georgia, who, as I mentioned a moment ago, Josh Heupel considers an elite pass rusher on the inside. You, you go out and you add James Pierce on the edge, who is is 
the real deal out on on the edge as a pass rusher. And you, you with Tyree Tyree West and James Pierce, you addressed two positions of need big time. So, and and going into the day, like I didn't feel good about Tyree West coming to Tennessee in, in terms of like I I didn't. Justin Williams was happening. I didn't have that feeling about Tyree West. I didn't have that feeling about James Pierce officially signing. Uh, there, Tennessee was in a good spot with Tyree West, but we didn't know if Tennessee was going to get through the finish line for Tyree West. With James Pierce, we knew Tennessee was his number one, but a lot of people in his camp pushing for him to sign in February because they thought that some other schools could could enter the the picture following the early signing period. So. Uh, that that was somewhat unexpected uh, with Tyree West and James Pierce. So this cl- this coaching staff deserves a ton of credit for for how they how they finished. And when when you look at the twenty members that they signed in in total yesterday, Swain, I really like them. Um, I, I think there's a lot of really good prospects that that Tennessee has brought in. And, and my favorite thing about them is what Josh Heupel mentioned yesterday is that 10 of the 20 were captains for their high school football teams and several of them won state titles. That, that was my favorite thing about this recruiting class, this early signing period recruiting class for Tennessee. Remember, how, remember we, when we had a conversation, Ben, about how sometimes it's, it's best that, that you move in silence and not alert your competitors on what you are doing. We had a conversation about this in regards to the NIL, and we've also had a conversation about this, about recruiting. You don't want everyone to know what you're working on, what you got in the pot cooking. There's a reason why you put a top on the pot, because it cooks better with the top on. And Tennessee was working, working their butt off for James Pierce, Tyree West, because they knew the other schools wanted them too, and it was there was they were not committed. To, to go here. Now, West was committed to Georgia, but I mean, he's picking between Tennessee and Florida State, so we knew he was going to change his commitment. But this is a perfect example of sometimes it's best for the public not to know. Sometimes it's best for information to stay in the pot with the top on. Sometimes it's best. And this is, this is one of those examples. Even the recruiting experts were a little bit left in the dark. Mm-hmm. Even the recruiting experts were left in the dark because you couldn't afford for this stuff to get out. And people just need, need to see this, understand this. Gangsters move in silence. You don't have to broadcast your every move. I know you pay ten dollars for for your pay sites. I get it, and pay sites do a great job. And and ninety nine percent of the time, 
and get all the information you need to get. But there is a time when you don't need to know anything for the betterment of the football program that you cheer for. And that's how I look at this. They was working. Because I reached out. Hey, man, what's going on? Man, good class. I was talking like it was over. Good class, y'all. All right. Good job, team. Man, we did a good job. I reached out. They were like, yo, we not done yet. Oh, what? They Chappelle say, oh, word? <laughs> word? We not done yet? I didn't ask who it was going to be. I didn't try to dig and find out. I know what that means. That means, shh, we got something in the pot with the top on. You'll know soon. And it's good for the program. And then, boom, it was Tyree West. Boom, it was James Pierce. And this is this is pot with the top on weather. Chili. Not, not that Jimmy Hines gumbo. But chili. Chili, chili. Like the Mike Eckler chili. So I thought about that, Ben. Because um, usually it's hard to not know what's going on with the crystal ball, with the forecast, with so much coverage. You kind of get an idea of where a young man's going to go. Um, and so you really don't get that surprise element, but man, that was a nice surprise. And you addressed that front during Tennessee prime. Tyler Barron said that he was putting on some weight. He's going to move over. So as we were looking at this defensive line and saying, I mean, need bodies here. Do you guys here? Well, you're adding a pass rusher on the edge. James Pierce don't know where he's going to be as a freshman. I know that, as you mentioned, the staff is very uh, optimistic or Oscar Miskit, however you want to say it, about his ability to play early and, and come in and, mm-hmm. and, and do some damage. But you slide Tyler Barron over, put some weight on him, get him to dead end barbecue, get him to Gus's fried chicken, you know, just rotate Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Tuesday. You think he's sliding over to play that defensive end spot that Butler was playing? And Blakely was playing or, like, slides all the way over to D-tackle? Uh, I, I would say Butler. Okay, because he said 270. Right. I don't think, you, I don't think you're doing 270 at, you know, at the nose. No. I mean, I guess Amari sometimes was, was in there playing more of a defensive tackle than, than, a, than a nose tackle. Some, some of the defensive line positions and responsibilities confuse me at times within a 3-4. Um, because you, you, at times you have a defensive tackle and a nose tackle on the field at the same time. So that, that can be c- confusing in terms of their responsibilities because uh, Amari plays in the middle and Amari's no Elijah Simmons. Amari's a big old boy, but he, he's, he's no Elijah Simmons uh, weight-wise. So I, I was going to say that Tyler Barron really better get to work if, if he's sliding all the way over to the inside where, where the big old boys play because – I think Omari Thomas is on the verge of a of a breakout season next year within this conference. Uh, Elijah Simmons, if he can get back healthy, I, I think he's due as well. He, he just has to stay healthy. I, I think he was going to have a, a really strong year this year, but just, again, couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't, couldn't get that ankle to recover. So 
I, I was just going to say that if Tyler Barron's sliding all the way inside, then he better get ready to go because he, right now I don't think he's playing over Elijah Simmons or or Amari Thomas. No, but he ain't, the, the defense much weight. No, the 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 Jaquan Blakely and Tyler Barron or uh, Matt Butler role makes a, a whole lot of sense more than than sliding all the way inside. And I'll I'll say that if he's going to make that move, gonna gonna have to be consistent in approaching play to play. Can't can't take plays off. There there were times where I felt that maybe there could have been more effort exerted. And if if you're going to truly play in the trenches, I know he's in the trenches, but he's truly going to be in the trenches. That that's different than just playing out on the edge. And I mean, he, he's going to have to turn it up a notch intensity-wise, in my opinion. Well, it's really no different than playing any position on the field. He gonna, I mean, you got to play with your hair on fire. Um, there's a you know, certain level of intensity and speed that you have to play with all the way to the whistle, to the echo of the whistle. And that's something Tyler Barron will have to improve at regardless if he is a linebacker, if he's a DB, if he's a edge rusher, or if he's going to play with Matthew Butler and and uh, Blakely who played, they're going to play uh, where Omar Thomas, and, and um, that he's going to have to turn it up a notch. Simple as that. And if he doesn't, then he's not going to play. That's, that's, the way, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. There's a standard set, and you don't waver from that. Here is the bar. We're not moving it. We're not lowering the bar to meet you. You have to raise your game to meet the bar. And it's set. And if you want to play, that's what you got to do. So that's why you know, recruiting uh, National Sunday is so great because you have leverage coming in. Oh, you don't want to do this right? Oh, I'll play this freshman then. You don't want to do this right? You don't want to do what we tell you to do? We'll play this freshman. Leverage. You got leverage. You got competition coming in. So, um, 20 pounds, I think he said he needs to put on. 20, 30 pounds to get to 270. Looking forward to seeing how he plays with the added weight. Nice spot for Tennessee. Early signing period. Now, all eyes will be on the National Signing Day in February and then the transfer portal. Because honestly, Ben... I'll ask you this, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back, and then uh, we can discuss. You can answer it. What is the more challenging task? Winning an early signing day period or transfer portal or the February signing day? Chew on that, Ben. We'll come back and uh, discuss that. I'll let you answer that. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on, on that question right there, Ben. 865-255-03. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller. Pl- Hiller, 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 Hiller. Plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Happyhiller.com. So stay with us. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. 
When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
Swain event fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here. Ben, what's the tallest task, man? Is it is it is it creating noise, stirring up dust during the early signing period, winning in a transfer portal, or winning on a, the original signing day? To, to me, it's managing the transfer portal because not only do you want to bring guys in but you also have to manage your current players and prevent them from leaving as well it's it's just not a one-way street unfortunately with the transfer portal everybody likes the thought of the transfer transfer portal because you can go out and you can add a Zach Evans you can go add a, a Jared Verse you could go out and add a Jameer Gibbs or a Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler. You you can go out and bring in some real deal players that can change your program. You really can. Uh, Spencer Rattler has the potential to change the trajectory of South Carolina under Shane Beamer. Now, mm-hmm. I think South Carolina really needs to go out and add some playmakers. That offensive line was not good this year. They don't have any receivers at all, in my opinion. Mm-mm. They they've got a, a a kid Jaheim Bell who who's very versatile and and does a lot for them. I would say he's a better version of Princeton Fant. Line up at tight end, can split out wide, hand the ball off to him, and play fullback. You can do a lot with him, but I mean, he's pretty much it. And they've, they've got some backs as well, although Zaquandre White is headed off. So South Carolina, they, they've won the portal, but they also, like if they want to take full advantage of Spencer Rattler, they're going to have to continue to get guys out of the portal that can help right now and so you have guys like that in the portal that that you can go out and and bring in that 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 change your program and and that's initially what everybody thinks about last night Alabama goes out and gets Elias Ricks from corner who or from LSU who plays corner and a lot of people a lot of draft experts believe that Elias Ricks is going to be the first corner off the board in next year's Draft, not this upcoming draft, but next year's. I, I guess technically it's two years from now. The the twenty twenty three draft. Um, you can go out and add guys that impact your program right away, but it's it's just not that simple because you have to you have to continue to recruit your own players constantly. It's it's not the days of once you sign them, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Are over. Because it is so easy to transfer now. And we live in a society now where if if something isn't given to you, then people run essentially. They they cower. They they they, they curl up into the fetal position and, and complain when when something isn't handed to them. People expect handouts nowadays. And not all college football players are like that, not all college athletes are like that, but a lot of them are. Especially the the big five star, four star divas. If if they're not playing from day one, they're looking at the portal by the end of the year. So I think the the most difficult thing in terms of the recruiting realm is is the transfer portal. Just because you want to bring in those studs, you you want to upgrade your football team fast as fast as possible. But you also have to worry about your own guys leaving. And for Josh Heupel, I, I think the, the portal is, is extremely important right now because 
you go out and, and you add a really nice signing to Lash Wayne. But in my opinion, like to kind of keep the momentum going, they're going to have to go out and, and get some Caleb Tremblays and Javante Paytons and Chase McGraths and some Brandon Turnages to, to kind of help, uh, you know, build a bridge on, until the guys that were signed yesterday are ready to play. Like you, you probably need to go out and get a, another transfer DB if possible to bridge the gap until Jordan Thomas and Christian Harrison are ready. You, you probably need to go out and, and hopefully land Jared Verse, the, the Albany transfer defensive end, until James Pierce, Joshua Josephs is is ready. You, you need another Caleb Tremblay to, to bridge that gap until Tyree West is 1,000% ready to play. Same along the offensive line. Uh, so I, I think it's the, the transfer portal is the most difficult part right now. Man, I think you did a great job of um, showing your work on that one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high school, man. With the early signing period, the reason why is because it is fresh off the conclusion of the regular season. It is something that these coaches have had to um, deal with during season, before season. They've been working on these high school players for ten months since they've been here. It's something that Josh Heupel. Uh, you know, spoke about the moment they got here, they started building these relationships um, with these players, and that's what it took. The portal. I mean, you can go get a guy that y- you meet, and he decides to come to your program in like two, three weeks, because it's more of a business move. Getting high school players signed early is is it takes more time. Spent with them, talking to them on the phone, getting them to come on visits. Um, it's 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 more emotional, and I think you're also dealing with with young men who are more immature than guys in the portal because the guys in the portal have all been already been recruited. They've been to their programs and they they understand what's really important. Um, they're not happy after you know after being at their school for one or two years. They, they start to say, okay, well, I just need to be in a place where it's a good culture, where I know I have a chance to win, where I can put myself in the best position to, to, to go to the league. I don't think guys in the portal are swayed as easily and manipulated as easily as high school players with seven-on-seven coaches and high school players and, 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 and you know parents going through recruiting for the first time, so you're not going to get really tricked. Uh, I think the NIL is – like weighs really, really heavy on some high school players. Now, in the portal, it, it, it should too because you might get more established players from, from the portal um, who will be paying close attention to the NIL. But I just look at the high school, what, what Hypel and company were able to do yesterday. It felt like it was pretty – like it, it, it wasn't as hard when they went into the portal – this last, um, this last, before the pre, excuse me, before the season, when they went out and they got Javante Payton, when they went out and got Joe Milton, when they went out and got Caleb Tremblay, when they when they plugged in pieces. I mean, you had people that were like, "Yo, oh, I, I haven't really been there." <laughs> Guys from USC, oh, I haven't been there. I haven't been on a couple of visits, but I know business wise, this is the best move. This is the best fit for me for me to play. High school kids, it's so. Like the guys, they, you got to talk to the coach every day. You got to play PlayStation with them. You got to send them heart emojis, tell them you're thinking about them. That's not even the most difficult part. 
the most difficult part of, of recruiting high school guys is the fact that it's free agency now and it's public. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like that's why I think it's harder. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Well, just a, I'm starting to come around to to maybe being the high school kids just because of. I mean, it's it's bidding on kids. You, you're not necessarily doing that with with transfer transfer guys. Was like was like Evans. You know, I, I think it's going to come down to that. But it may not come down to that with every portal kid. But just look at what happened with Florida State and Jackson State. All about money. <laughs> Like it, like I, like everybody's wanting to fire Mike Norvell. Am I wrong for thinking that Mike Norvell doesn't really deserve any blame in this? Like the kid is going to Jackson State because of the money that Barstool Sports and and the the gaming company is willing to give him. That is why he is going to Jackson State. I, I realize Dion's there and whatnot, but if he's not getting that money, he's not going to Jackson State. To, to me, there needs to be more blame on Florida State for not ponying up and, and giving the same money, if not more money, than, than wanting to fire Mike Norvell. I mean, am I, am I crazy for having that thought? Like, how, what, what is Mike Norvell's fault in this? I mean, if you're Florida State, you should be looking at them, 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 them boosters and, and donors. Exactly. And, and, you know, the fact that they weren't able to come together to have something in place for for Florida State to be able to capitalize. Now, if you if you didn't double A, you look at Jackson State and you ain't really supposed to put together these NIL deals, but you know who put that together, right? You know who put that NIL deal together for Jackson State, the one and only Deion Sanders. There's no way I think that anyone else put that thing together. He would never Schools aren't allowed to do that, Swain. Because Dion, he he does stuff with Barstool, and Barstool is, a, is one of the reasons why this deal happened. But Florida State, it's easy to sit here and say they should have hired Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders didn't have any any experience coaching in college. Mike Norvell was the safest move, but <laughs> but what Dion is doing is proving that Florida State should have considered him more. And the next time there's a vacancy, Deion Sanders better be the first phone call for Florida State. He's that's, earned it now. Yeah, that's 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 all he has proven. I told you at lunch yesterday, I, I don't fault Florida State for not giving him an opportunity off the rip. I don't, I don't blame them for that. But at this point, I do think he has earned an opportunity to be uh, a head coach at a, at a major university. No, no disrespect to the HBCUs. Don't don't want to go down the path of of some ignorant people on Twitter that they chose yesterday. Doug Gottlieb. Um, what he say? He he was mad tripping. About what? What are you complaining HB, about? HBCUs essentially saying that you you don't have any resources at HBCUs to succeed uh, athletically. Um, academically what? to to you don't have the resources for your body to be taken care of what? in terms of uh, from a medical standpoint uh, in comparison to the A&M's and the, the Georgia's and, and the Alabama's. He said that out loud? Yeah. He, he was ranting and raving hmm. uh, about it, which like in, in, in the football world, he he's 
not wrong. Like you have more resources, resources football wise at those big schools I just mentioned compared to a Jackson State. But it was it was when he started going off on the academic side of things that I was like, okay, th- mm. this 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 is a little too much, my guy. Mm-mm. Okay, Doug. Now there there are you know like facility differences yes but how do you know what a player values some of these players come from weight rooms that i mean weights all mismatched there's no logo on the weights it doesn't it ain't all pretty but guess what it don't need to be iron is iron you pump that iron you're going to get strong and so for some guys they value different things more than others. If you're a corner and you get a chance to be coached every single day by Deion Sanders and you get in a bag, like that means something. Like I, I didn't think about going to HBCU one time when I was being recruited. It never crossed my mind. Um, all I thought about was going to the best place for me. And I didn't even consider – if it was a PWO, um, you know, I or HBCU, I didn't think about it at all. I know my my brother and my stepmother, they graduated from HBCUs. One in Spelman, other North Carolina A&T. And they were not going to any other school. They were going to go to HBCU. That was the plan all along because you just experienced, you go through experiences that you would not go through um and learn about your heritage and your culture and be around other folks uh, that share the same desire. Like, you just don't get that at other institutions. So not everyone needs the same thing. Not everybody wants the same thing. Not everyone needs the same experiences. To be a corner and to be personally coached up every single day by Deion Sanders, that's, that's, that's pretty strong. But anyways. It is, but we also know that that's not why he made the decision. Well, yeah, it's about, about that money. Which is why everybody makes decisions. Like, like people are like, oh my gosh, you're making these decisions because of money. Now, now, where have you been? It's always been about the money. It's always been about the money. It's just out and open now, but it's always been about the money. You pick a school because they have nice facilities? What, what do you think bought those facilities? Money. You went to that school because they have awesome resources and you, know, you get exposure? Well, you think got that exposure. Money. It always goes back to money. You want to school with the best coaches. Well, you don't You don't get the best coaches at Dollar Tree. You have to pay that coach a lot of money. It always goes back to money. So the Mike Farrells of the world who just woke up or pretend like he just woke up talking about, oh, my gosh, now, it's, now kids are just picking schools because of money. Hey, we're not going to diss Mike Farrell. He put Tennessee as a winner. On yesterday's national sign. Well, that's day. because he feel bad because he botched Trey Smith take. And he has he has watched Trey Smith dominate each and every Sunday. So I would I would say back to your question that it's it's harder to manage the transfer portal because there's more moving parts, but it's it's harder to sign a high school guy because you can have things like yesterday that happened to Mike Norvell take place you can have a school just come in and drop a bag off and and there's just nothing you can do about it 
Like, again, I, I don't see how Mike Norvell deserves blame in this situation. I'm looking at Florida State and why they're not matching what Jackson State is doing more so than I'm looking at Mike Norvell. So, Cause I, cause, because I, they can't. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't be out here guaranteeing the kids don't get a million, million dollars. Or multi, I mean, he signed a multi-million dollar contract. I mean, it's Boston wanted that kid to go to Jackson State because he wanted to help out their guy, Deion Sanders. <laughs> That's what that like. Florida State wasn't going to win that battle, which is why I, I think it's harder to manage the portal, but harder to to sign a high school guy if if that makes sense. Just because somebody can can really come in and, and drop the bag off and there there's nothing you can do about it, which I know that can still technically happen with transfer guys as well. But with, with high school kids, I mean, that that's all of them are, are you, about it. If you got a, if you got a nice culture, you don't, the, the portal shouldn't be something you, that, that scares you. Like it shouldn't freak you out. Now, if you Oklahoma, if you are Florida, if you have a scandal or the, you know, you Mike Gundy, let's say Mike Gundy did what he did. Last offseason, he did it this offseason. Then, okay, you might have a mass exodus. I don't think Tennessee has to worry about a mass exodus. So that the, the portal doesn't worry me. But high school kids who are more, you know, impressionable and, and, and a little bit more immature, uh, I think they get swayed easy by schools coming in and make, making promises um, and, and, quite frankly, dropping, dropping the bag off. All right, let's get to the phone. Phone lines are stacked. And uh, let's get to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's up, Don? Well, I tell you, I was—I had to go out of town, and I wasn't able to hear a lot of radio after around noon. So I was pleasantly surprised when I got back and found out about Pierce. Uh, I think I had heard West before I lost the radio contact. But you uh, was talking about the transfer portal and stuff, and of course, Gerald Mincy's been a topic for about a week now, and I'm not sure uh, everybody's uh, where, where it's supposed to be. But man, I know your rivals. But I'm looking at the two four seven site here. This last night, and I pulled it back up. Ger- According to this, Gerald Mincy's already signed with Tennessee. You know anything? I mean, I, I know he's, I know he's, I know he's coming to Tennessee. You have to ask the two four seven guys, Don. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I'm well, just hey, he he's yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that. I mean, it it he's gonna end up in the class more than likely. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. I mean, it's it's a foregone conclusion. He just maybe jumped the gun on, on announcing, and from yeah. Tennessee's perspective, maybe they were still trying to. One, 100% determined that they wanted to, to bring him in, and he maybe jumped the gun a, a little bit. So that, that's why you didn't see a whole lot of uh, publicity yeah. um, about him committing last, last Friday afternoon. So I, I expect him to be a, be a vol when, when it's all said and done. And yeah. m- remember, the early signing period is yesterday, today, and oh, tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him announced t- today or, or definitely tomorrow. Yeah, you know, as far as trying to keep the ratings up, by the way, Rivals become my favorite now. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, 
but of course I followed rivals because two four seven's not as old, not been around as long as I've followed recruiting. And Tennessee just wanted to jump back up, you know, like leapfrog Kentucky. If they hadn't peeled off two three players yesterday, just on the sheer numbers of a couple three more three or four stars, they'd be ahead. But mm-hmm. uh, it all really comes down to what they do with them when they get here, and I'm pretty sure I'm I, I, I like. I like um, I like our chances on the, with the coaching staff on development. Is there any? I'm trying to you know try to keep up with all this stuff, but is there are are there any uh, guys that we wanted? I'm talking about like high schoolers, not not necessarily the port of guys or or transfers and stuff, but uh, that might still be a possibility. Anybody didn't sign yesterday that. We had a, uh, I guess, uh, uh, a chance of signing that might still sign in the next two days. Nobody that uh, jumps out at me. I know there's been some questions about Jordan James, the Oakland running back from the mid-state who apparently did not sign with Georgia and announced that he's going to sign in February. I I guess it's feasible Tennessee can make a run at him, but I would be kind of surprised since you you brought in Justin Williams, you brought in Dylan Sampson, you, you couldn't really gain any traction there with Jordan James uh, for for months, and and I, I don't think Tennessee's going to to circle back on that considering they they signed Justin Williams, somebody they really like, and and they also brought in a second back. I I, I don't think it would be very wise to to bring in a third back when when you have so many needs, I think two backs is 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 plenty. Quite frankly, uh, unless the absolute right back like a Zach Evans were to to be available, but I, I don't think the Tennessee views Jordan James as a as a Zach Evans. So he he's really the the one that that sticks out. Did Cody Jones end up signing with Michigan yesterday? He could be one. I, I meant to check that yesterday afternoon whether he. Ended up signing. He did sign. So uh, Cody Jones is is off the board. There's not really any high school guys that that come to my mind. Uh, I, I'm sure there will be one or two that that pops up as Tennessee will scour uncommitted or or I should say unsigned prospects uh, and and I did try to identify guys who uh, could potentially help them. Um, and try to, to go after them for the National Signing Day in, in February. But right now, there's not really anybody that that's, that you know comes to mind. Now, Davis Igbenosun, the uh, the four-star corner from New Jersey, he is a possibility. He did not end up signing during the early signing period, and uh, he's a, a corner, and I, I think Tennessee could use a corner. I, I, I think it would be smart to bring in another corner. So he, he's one to watch. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, kind of been in in the mix. There was once committed to Rutgers, and uh, he chose not to sign during the early signing period. And will announce at the Army All American Bowl on January eighth. So, I mean, he he's a potential name, um, but I personally have not heard a lot of buzz with his name. So, there, there's not a lot of high school guys left on on the board. But I am sure that there will be a couple that pop up between now and, and signing day. Let's keep it going and um, let's go back to the Irish Network's hotline. 
on line two. Looks like we have Andy. Andy, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? Good, Andy. How are you, man? Doing good. Uh, I called in initially while you guys were talking about um, the money. Uh, the you got something for us? Yeah. Uh, the, I, I was just going to say, you guys are coming at it from the right perspective and, and the one I share, but um, I heard, I was listening to a national broadcast last night when I got off work, and uh, they had a little clip from uh, Lane Kiffin. Of course, it, it just feels slimier because he said it, but um, he's talking about um, something to the effect of you gotta, uh, you gotta, it's all about money, but you can't just lock them into a, a contract anymore they, because they can transfer. And see, I think that's, when he says locked him into a contract, I think that the way it works now is the way it should work. Everyone should have it, you know, because it forced a chance to, everyone should have a chance to change their mind. If they get somewhere and realize it's, you know, it was fake, mm-hmm. whoever come and talk to them was fake. Uh, what they were shown was fake. Mm-hmm. So um, I just feel like it's forcing these programs or these coaches, um, to be either real or you better be fake forever because um, if they come there, they're going to leave. I mean, we already saw that starting before this at Tennessee with with really the toxic culture that was going on anyway um, because that's how bad it was. But um, I just think that this is the way it should work. And the money is a big deal. I think the barstool thing is a bit inflated. I, I think it's uh, kind of some shock value with the numbers on the money. Um, but the players are also, you got to remember, um, this kid that's getting all this money or getting all this publicity, you know, he's going to have that bullseye on him. Um, and I think Prime is a real, he is real. Um, I think he does, you know, have that prime personality where, you know, he's, he's showing out he's got a bit of a Ric Flair to him, which is great, and uh, uh, confidence, which is great, and he's dramatic. Um, but he is who he is, and I think that's why things work for that. So, anyway, that was just my point. You better be real or you better be fake forever to where it just never changes because when they get there and they see fake, if it changes, they're out. You're right, Andy. No, you're right. Thanks for the phone call. I was talking to someone yesterday about about this. How you can essentially give whoever whatever to get them to sign. It's in terms of NIL. But what what if you said only after your freshman or sophomore years when you can participate in NIL? Because Maybe that will deter some of the straight up obvious cheating. Now you still can, you know, put that money away. So hey, man, come here. Um, you know, you can't get it for another year or two. But how do we know you even marketable as a high schooler? How do you how do you even know? I was talking to a business owner. Would you would you put your business name attached to a, a young a young man that you don't know how he's going to handle the college experience? Nope. How he's going to handle more freedom? How he's going to handle being a student athlete? How he's going to handle being around 
you know, more people in a, in a social setting, you don't know if he's going to handle that the right way. So it's pretty obvious that these guys get NIL deals straight from high school. It ain't because – it's really not because of they're marketable. That's more – it makes more sense if you attach your business name to a John Fulkerson or a Kay Mays because they've shown you that they're trustworthy. They've done some stuff on the football field. So if you say, no, you shouldn't be getting any NIL deals until you're a freshman or sophomore, that – I think that might help a little bit, but there's always going to be someone um, that finds a loophole. Well, then it would just go back to doing it under the table, which they've done for decades. Well, NIL deals will be easy, easier to, you know, easier to detect. Because, well, I was more because so for that just... business, you, you want kind of people, you want people to know that 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 athlete is attached to your business, so it'd be hard to keep it under the table and, yes. be, and be worth it for that business. I was talking about like. Money and yes, just straight bags of money. Yeah, well, we're gonna do it anyways. Yes, we're gonna do it anyways. Let's get to uh, Justin in Florida. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? Man, I'm wonderful. Man, I'm wonderful. That was a good, real good day yesterday. I thought, um, Ben, I can't believe I'm gonna defend you, man. I mean, you being a Steelers and a Yankees fan, this <laughs> like actually hurts my soul. You're a Red Sox but, fan. You don't have much room to talk. Uh, and Patriots fan. I mean, you know what? What you know? What can you do? I guess. <laughs> Forgive me for not but, picking uh, the Giants or the Jets when I was a kid. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I was defending you on your argument about the uh, the portal being being tougher, and you know, I think you, you kind of hit on something that to me real important is you know coming in, and you know, you bring a guy in, it's for more immediate playing time. You bring in a high school guy, and, you know, there's a development there. There's probably a little bit more of, a, you know, patience and waiting. I mean, these portal guys, when they make a move, you know, they're looking for that more immediate, uh, you know, starting time or at least too deep, you know, and I'll give, I'll give an example, and I'm not saying anything's going to happen like this, but, you know, take like a, like a Dane Davis. Okay, he was working as, you know, an offensive tackle in the second uh, second rotation. You bring in a Brian Grant, does that affect, you know, Dane Davis's mindset? Probably not, because he knows he's a freshman. He's going to come in, and you know, by the time he works himself up to uh, a point where he's ready to play, Dane Davis is probably out of there. Now apply that same logic to like a Gerald Mincy coming in. Does Dane Davis go, oh, shoot, you know, here's a guy that, you know, being brought in who's got SEC experience. So that's why I say I think that portal's a little bit tougher. Uh, and, and that's something that, you know, you've always had signing classes. You've always had transfers. But now that the portal gives those guys, you know, immediate playing time right away, I, I think that's much harder for a coach to to manage. And, you know, as far as the NIL deals, those are still going on for for the portal guys. Yeah, for maybe sure. Maybe not to yeah yeah maybe not to that extent. You know, like the uh, the Hunter kid. What what he get? One point five million from Barstool. Yeah, seven sure seven not, figure deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's not an annual uh, deal, but you know that's definitely something that probably is going to be paid out over a few years. You know, for these portal guys. 
I mean, it might be a one-year rental, you know, like uh, Rick. And that's, o- uh, that's and that's okay in some cases, right? A hundred percent. But a hundred percent in the portal, like the the one-year rental guys used to be just JUCO, but then you had to yep. worry about them going to class. <laughs> well, the portal guys, at least you can get some some guys in here that. You don't have to worry about them going to class or being academically ineligible and having to, you know, forced to go to the league when maybe they are not ready to go to the league. Uh, sometimes with JUCO players, man, it's, it, it is a wild card. We have missed more from JUCO than we have made from JUCO, and and I think a lot of schools will probably say the same. It's just that's just the nature of the beast with JUCO. I think with the portal, uh, I think you can have a little bit more success rate if you get a guy on just one year, but you can go out and get. You know, a Joe Milton that has three years, you can go out and get, um, you know, Kamal Haddon that has multiple years. Um, I just I, – I look at when you recruit high school players, they're just, they're just so much more immature. And they'll, they'll leave quicker if they're not playing than I think a portal guy because he's already, he's already used that one-time free transfer. So he, I think he's forced to kind of stay and work because if he transfers again, he has to sit out a year. Whereas a high school player – he has that free transfer, and he's more um, apt to, to leave if he's not playing early. That's how I look at it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Ace, uh, can you guys comment on one thing? Because I've seen this kind of going around Twitter and some of the message boards that – and I know you guys have talked about Tennessee and, you know, things being set up properly, uh, you know, with regards to NIL deals and whatnot. But one of the things I think – some fans are starting to maybe overlook a little bit is, you know, these NIL deals, you know, are going to be, they're not going to be done out publicly because now you're in a, you know, pay for, for play type scenario, which technically is illegal. And, you know, it's just because there's not anything announced doesn't mean, you know, Tennessee's not working to do that. Cause I think that's a big kind of misconception is, you hear a kid go to a school, he got a big deal, and, you know, it's like, well, how come Tennessee wasn't in on it? Well, we, we don't know if we were or not. And even if we were, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe we got outbid. or I, I, It just – the quick assumption, I, I think, is, you know, that we're not, we're not doing things. We, we don't know what's going on. Correct. Just like folks was freaking out about – Yesterday, early in the morning, and leading up to yesterday, only to be excited and, and ecstatic and doing backflips during the close because you didn't know 100% um, what you know some of these players were going to do, like James Pierce and Tyree West. This is why it's always smart to let things play out before emotionally pushing sin. Because you look like a damn fool. But it's fun to be emotional, Swain. Well, if you don't care about being wrong and if you don't care about you know having have an egg on your face, then you know go for it. But there's some folks that that care about squeezing the toothpaste out the tube and want to, and want to make sure that before they squeeze it, they have all the information that what can be done is already done. That all the hay is in the barn. But to get emotional and be freaking out before signing day, I just think it's a waste of energy. Just wait till signing day. Wait till we'll see what happens. And then if Tennessee missed out on, on, on their targets, like a today, 
Then you say, okay, man, golly, that was terrible. <laughs> that was bad. Woo! What was Josh Heupel doing? What was he doing? Come on, Heupel, you need to buy some more Jordans, man. It ain't working. But we're not saying that. We we wait. And now we say, oh, man, they was they was cooking, man. They, they had the pot with the with the top on it. They was cooking. Just no one saw it. They was cooking. They was cooking. And I expect them to do the same thing in the transfer portal. And I expect them to do the same thing. Because this is how this this is how they move. You don't think the staff was 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 made aware of how things have been around here in Tennessee where you had leaks left and right and too much information on the streets, too much information on social media, on the message boards? This staff moves different. The way you're supposed to. Everything is not everybody's business. What's the fun in that? It's fun when you're winning. It's fun when you don't have drama. How fun was yesterday, Ben? Sitting back and watching all the other drama at other schools. Kentucky bragging about having a a five-star committed all these weeks. Did he sign yesterday? Yes. He did? Yes. Was there drama attached to it, though? Yes. So he signed, but it was drama attached to it. He announced... To he made an announcement to announce that he's going to decide later, and then he made an announcement to decide he's going to do something else. But then he finally he finally signed. Yep, he finally signed. Goofy recruitment. You got Florida State. What happened with Florida State? You got Dabo out here continuing to to, to say things only when he is not winning. When he's not winning, when he's not successful, then he got these takes about what should happen and what's not fair and how bad it is. But as a Tennessee fan, yesterday I was sitting back, chilling. Chilling out, relaxing all cool. Shooting some b-ball outside of school. One a couple of guys who were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight. The mom got scared. <laughs> well, you can take this all the way if you want. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. Sway a bit, man. Hour two coming up. <laughs>